Hello, welcome back to the Life and Learns podcast. Hope you're having a great Tuesday or whatever day you're actually listening to this podcast on. I thought today we would talk about some more vintage watches that we've gotten in for the, the Life and Learns store. Last episode, we spoke about three watches. We spoke about a Le Coultre Master Mariner automatic. We spoke about a Gerard Perregaux alarm. And we spoke about a Longines 23ZS watch. These are all watches that I think are um, unique in their own way, extremely cool vintage pieces that you can add to your collection. Um, you know, just to summarize quickly, I thought the Longines was the definition of versatility. Stainless steel case, very simplistic dial, but mix and match straps like crazy. The Gerard Perregaux with an alarm complication. I'm a huge proponent of um, alarm complications because of the uh, idea that it's very close to the minute repeaters and repeater movements that, that uh, are so desired by watch collectors. And then the last one, the Le Coultre Master Mariner, is ultimate value and um, just an absolutely beautiful uh, dress watch. Today I'm going to be talking about three watches, um, additional watches. Uh, two of them are Omegas and one of them is a Gigi Le Coultre. And I thought I would just sort of go over them, describe them for you and tell you sort of my opinions on them. Um, I think th these again are really great value, really incredible pieces to add to your collection and can be a unique sort of addition to uh, whatever your collection really looks like right now, whether it is heavily focused on modern or, or heavily focused on vintage, I do think they all present um, unique sort of uh, aspects. So I'll start off with um, a watch from uh, Omega. It is uh, an Omega from uh, 1949. It's a stainless steel cased Omega with a uh, white or now cream uh, dial as it's sort of patinaed. And um, like I said, stainless steel watch with uh, gold applied hour markers, uh, 30, uh, uh, a sub dial at six o'clock for your seconds, applied Omega logo, and honestly, um, a true beauty when it comes to um, when it comes to vintage Omega. I've spoken about Omega quite quite consistently on this channel, um, not only on the podcast but also on our website and our YouTube channel, and just how um, how much great value you can get when you're looking at for vintage watches and you sort of stumble across Omega. Um, the watch itself is 35 millimeters in diameter, 18 millimeter lug width, hours, minutes, seconds, complications from 1949. It's running on the caliber uh, 342, which is a, a bumper movement from Omega, running strong. Um, the um, movement is in, is in very good condition as well. Which I think is something that you often, often, oftentimes look for in these um, in these watches. Lugs are sharp. I really like the fact that they ha it's a holes case, so you can actually get your um, get the uh, the um, you can get the stretch bracelet off if you want to mix and match straps with this piece. The stretch bracelet tapers quite nicely from the lugs down to sort of the center of the of the stretch bracelet so it actually fits quite nicely. I think that allows for it to fit quite nicely. 
it also sort of makes the watch wear a little bit larger with the stretch bracelet which i think is cool one of the things i really love about this watch is the hour markers so there are sort of diamond hour markers and i mean the shape of a diamond not diamond as in the the product the diamond shaped hour markers that are gold but the 12 hour marker is the number 12 and it is in Breguet font which I think is um, really beautiful um, this is very similar to the Longines that we spoke about last week but I do think that you put this on a, on a strap you can have something quite bright you can have something quite muted I think this is going to look very very beautiful on your wrist and um, honestly will um, will probably mesmerize me you from the simplicity of this piece um, really really love it overall the case is in pretty good condition there's a small little nick uh, unnoticeable though at on the top right lug um, really is a, is a is a phenomenal piece crown is unsigned so probably a replacement um, but um, doesn't de detach from the sort of overall aesthetics of this piece which I think are really phenomenal so that's the first piece I wanted to talk about um, the second piece I wanted to talk about is another Omega and ironically this piece has a very a lot in common with the previous Omega that I spoke about this piece is an Omega automatic very similar to the piece that I just spoke about again I'll put links in the show notes to these watches so you can see some more pictures and read about them some more if you'd like. The watch itself is actually an 18 karat gold filled cased Omega. Similar in proportion to the Omega we spoke about previously, 35 millimeters in diameter, 18 millimeter lug width. What's even more incredible is the movement inside of this piece is also the caliber 342. Um, hours, minutes, seconds, there's a sub-seconds dial on this, on this piece, gold-toned uh, dial with applied sword hand hour markers. Three, six, nine, and 12 are, Breguet, are the Breguet font that I mentioned on the previous watch. Um, the watch has a, um, a refinished dial, um, but with the case that this watch comes on, really looks beautiful with this gold, the gold tone uh, to it. Watch comes, like I said, with the Movement 342, similar to the previous Omega we spoke about. This one is from the 1950s, so a little bit later than the stainless steel model. Um, running very strong as well. Bumper movement um, looks absolutely phenomenal. I, I obviously looked at it with our watchmaker, with the watchmaker that I work with quite heavily. This watch comes on a Hadley Roma uh, black strap, which I think looks really nice with this gold tone dial. Um, what's even more incredible when you think about the two pieces that I've just spoken about is they both come on with the same movement, similar proportions, different case um, case uh, case metal, but really um, really quite similar watches, but could be almost in different purposes. You know, this gold one could be more of a dressier piece, whereas the stainless steel one could be more of like an everyday piece. The gold one has a, a gold crown signed um, by Omega. Um, cases in overall uh, good condition. Um, lugs are sharp. There might have been a little bit of polishing, but very it's quite unnoticeable, if I'm honest. Um, and uh, overall, this watch looks aesthetically uh, super, super beautiful. Um, I love the... Brigade numbers on the dial of this piece. That's one reason why 
we have it in today. I think the Breguet on the stainless steel version of this Omega is also, you know, another testament to how good a dial can look when you have that type of type of numeral on on the watch itself. Um, th it comes on a black strap. I actually think maybe putting it on some sort of brown, uh, like a Hermes brown strap, would be really beautiful. Um, nevertheless, it looks great on this black one. Um, and uh, overall, just the aesthetics of this piece are beautiful. Um, and for the price that you would get one of these watches for, it's it really is a great place to start if you're starting off in vintage watches, you're building out an Omega collection. Both of these pieces are uh, really phenomenal in, in my mind. Um, I'm looking forward to, I'll be covering both of these on our YouTube channel and, and um, obviously you'll be able to see these in the metal, so hopefully you're subscribed to our channel there so you can check those out when, when, when the time comes for us to cover these, um, but stay tuned for, for when that comes around. The last piece I wanted to speak about is uh, a very, very special uh, watch. The watch is from Gégé Le Coultre, and the watch is a triple calendar watch from Gégé Le Coultre from the early 1940s. Now, Gégé Le Coultre produced many triple calendars, calendar watches in its, or some triple calendar watches in its history. They also produced a triple calendar with a moon phase at six o'clock. That is a staple of the vintage pieces that they've produced and have been an inspiration for a lot of the pieces that they've released in their modern, co modern collection um, today. Like I mentioned, the, the watch that I have today and I have it right in front of me is uh, from the early 1940s and it's running on the famous caliber uh, 484-A, which is a um, triple calendar movement manufactured by Gégé de Coultre. What's really special is this movement was also distributed to many other brands um, during this time period, and their, uh, a very similar movement that had the moon phase was also distributed by Gégé de Coultre to other uh, companies. A very famous company that used the 484-A movements that Gilles Le Coultre produced was Vacheron Constantin. Um, and the reason why they used it is because Gilles Le Coultre was actually a watch, uh, a watch movement manufacturer and they distributed a lot of their movements to many other brands. And so you will find some Vacheron Constantins out there that look almost identical to this Gilles Le Coultre that we have today. I encourage you to Go to the, um, the link in the show notes for this piece because it really, um, being able to see it, you'll, you'll definitely understand uh, how special this piece is. So to describe the watch, the watch, like I said, is a triple calendar, um, triple calendar watch from Gégé Le Coultre from the early 1940s. It's a stainless steel 36 millimeter cased watch. What's really incredible is if you look at the side of it, you've got this triple stepped case with these from the side they look like teardrop lugs but if you look at the watch straight on they almost look like claw lugs which make the watch fit quite um they they come out quite um they're quite pronounced and so they actually allow for the watch to to sort of stretch along your wrist quite nicely and wear a little bit bigger than 36 millimeters because of the the length that the lugs stretch out 
The triple calendar complications, obviously we've got an hours, minutes, and seconds hand. We have a sub-dial at six o'clock for the seconds. You then have two date windows, one with the day of the week, one with the month, and then you have a pointer date with a red arrow, and there is the dates around the outside of the dial written in red, and the pointer of the arrow is red as well. You then have applied gold hour markers at uh, every hour except for six, which is where the sub-dial, the sub-seconds sub dial is located. All that in a stainless steel 36 millimeter case. I don't think you can get much better uh, in vintage watches uh, than, than what I've sort of described to you. Um, I'll wind it a little bit so you can hear it. Movement is running incredibly well. Um, really beautiful, beautiful movement in good condition. Um, a lot of the times when you see these pieces, the first thing that you, uh, at least when I when I see them, first thing I think of is I wonder if the dial's been refinished. The dial has aged really beautifully, um, sort of a, a light cream color. This is the original dial. Um, if you look at six o'clock, I believe the crystal has been replaced. But if you look at six o'clock, you've got the Swiss signature um, and a, a brown leather strap is what you what the watch comes on um, it's a crocodile strap um, and really sort of makes the red arrows and red dates sort of pop a little bit it has a little bit of a red sort of tone to the to the strap um, I literally have not been able to take this watch off uh, it's such a beautiful example of this piece that Gigi Lecoultre has, has come out with um, and to think about the heritage of this brand with the movements that they produced and sold to many reputable brands uh, during this time period um, and the phenomenal condition of this watch really speaks to what you know Vintage Le Coutre and Jäger Le Coutre really has, has to offer. Um, what's phenomenal is when you look at the Vacheron Constantins of this, that use this movement and and uh, similar case design and, and, and dial configuration, those watches are considerably expensive. Uh, I think I've seen some at auction go for you know thirty or forty thousand uh, Swiss francs. This culture is considerably less expensive, but you're essentially getting the same exact movement and dial and, and case construction as the Vacheron. So. Um, if you want to know about value in vintage watches and something that might appreciate in the future, I I I might put a <laughs> a, a couple pennies on on this uh, Le Coutre for sure. So I spoke about three watches in this two Omegas and one Jaeger Le Coutre. I'll put links in the show notes to each of these watches. You can see some more uh, pictures. Stay tuned for our videos on our YouTube channel, and we'll have um, corresponding articles on our website for each of these um, each of these pieces so that you can see them in the metal and see how they tick and um, you know see some more of these pieces. If you are not following this, this podcast, be sure to follow us. And if you're feeling generous and want to leave a rating, really does help us out. Be sure to check out our website and all of our social medias if you want some more content from Life on the Wrist. And with that said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and until next time.